Well, hey, we're finally back. And yes, thank you for noticing, I did get a haircut. All right, so the last time we were together, I asked us to take a look back over chapters one and two of the book of First John and uh, to kind of summarize what we have learned so far. And so I took some time and went back through it and as I was looking at it, I kind of saw one particular theme standing out to me more than others. Now, John uses a lot of other themes along the way. He talks about light and darkness. He talks about sin and forgiveness. Um, he talks a lot about uh, family roles and those kinds of things. And so, um, but as I looked at it, there was kind of one theme that seemed to weave its way through every passage. And so I'm going to start by just sharing some key scriptures that kind of point that out. Uh, from chapters 1 and 2. So the first one is in chapter 1 and verse 3. He says, What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. The next one is in verse 7. It says, But if we walk in the light as He Himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Uh, so in those two verses, for example, you see the word fellowship show up. Um, and fellowship we talked about is a, a word of being joined together, of being united as one. And that seems to be the theme that I, I picked up on as I went back through these two. In chapter 2, verse 5, it says, but whoever keeps his word in him, the love of God has truly been perfected. And by this, we know that we are in him. And we see a, a sense of belonging, a sense of being inside the family there. In verse 10, he says, The one who loves his brother abides in the light, and there is no cause for stumbling in him. And so we see him use the term brother to, and talking about Christians and how they relate to each other. And then there's that abiding, that staying in it, about living in fellowship with, uh, with the Son. In verse 15, he says, Do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So he's showing some distinction here about those who are outside, those who are chasing after the things of the world. And then he goes on and he's talking about the Antichrist in verse 19. He says, They went out from us, but they were not really of us. For if they had been of us, they would have remained with us. But they went out so that it would be shown that they all are not of us. And so we see this idea that there is a, a closeness, a, a fellowship of those who truly believe. And those who don't, those who chase after the world or those who are preaching some false gospel or, or chasing after something other than Christ are not of us. And then again in verse 29, he says, If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone also who practices righteousness is born of him. And so we see in all of these passages this identity of being connected, of being joined together in the family of God. This is what it means to be a, a believer. This is what it looks like whenever we walk with Christ. We're walking in the light. We're walking in righteousness. We're walking in forgiveness because our sins have been paid for. And we have fellowship with one another and we love each other 
because of the love that Jesus gave us. Now, I'm certainly not saying that this is the only thing that you should see in these first two chapters. I don't own the exclusive rights to telling you what the Bible is about, but I'm telling you that that is what I saw as I went through it this first time. And I'd love to hear what you saw. What was it that stood out to you in chapters one and two? Because in hearing each other's perspective and hearing from one another about what God is saying to them from a particular passage, we all grow together in our faith. And, and I want to encourage you to do that and share that with a small group or share that with, you know, at least your family or your spouse. Um, but spend some time really thinking about what it is that God spoke to you through that passage and not just take it from me because I'm not the expert in the room. I'm just saying this is what I saw this time. And it may be even different for me later on. Maybe something that once we finish going through all of 1 John, there's something else that stands out to me in the same passage of Scripture. So one of the beautiful things about studying the Word of God is that no matter how deep we dig, we always find more precious jewels to, find, to, to add to our, our understanding of what God's Word is all about, to add to the treasure that the Word of God is in our hearts. All right, for this week, we're going to be moving forward into chapter 3. We're going to be looking at 1 John chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Read along with me, if you will. Here we go. See how great a love the Father has bestowed on us, that we would be called children of God? And such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us, because it did not know Him. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when He appears, we will be like Him, because we will see Him just as He is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on Him purifies himself, just as He is pure. Everyone who practices sin also practices lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. You know that He appeared in order to take away sins, and in Him there is no sin. No one who abides in Him sins. No one who sins has seen Him or knows Him. Little children, make sure no one deceives you. The one who practices righteousness is righteous, just as He is righteous. The one who practices sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. The Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil. No one who is born of God practices sin, because his seed abides in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. By this the children of God and the children of the, the devil are obvious. Anyone who does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor the one who does not love his brother. So, as you look at that passage of Scripture, I want to encourage you to pay close attention to the word obvious. There's In, in verse 10, John says something is obvious to him. And I think that it's an important distinction for us to make. And so, I'm not going to give, you a, give away any more of what I think. I'm not going to uh, put it out there in front of you right now. But I, I just want you to take some time and go through this passage and, and think about what is it that John is saying is so obvious. Of course, there's a lot of other things that you can take out of this, and there are some, some themes that may show up and that you want to add to your theme list as you've been taking notes throughout the, the book of John, of 1 John. And, uh, and I want to encourage you to do that as well. 
But definitely I want you to think about what is it that John is saying is obvious. And as you think about what he says is obvious, what do you think that he would say about you? Now, the Bible is a mirror, and I'm going to be holding it up to myself as well. And so I've got to ask myself the question, what would John say about me based on what he's saying is obvious here in this passage? And hopefully that doesn't cause condemnation. It doesn't cause judgment on ourselves, but instead we feel motivated to be what God has called us to be. Let's move together in peace. Let's move together with the confidence knowing that we are loved by God. And let's see what God has to say to us and be changed by the power of his word. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next week.